good afternoon. It is The Drive, ESPN Radio 93.5. The Drive would say in Piper, we're getting, the, we're getting things figured out here. We're on the run, man. It's live radio. This is what happens. Uh, Derek Piper, is gonna he's going to be back tomorrow. So he'll be in studio tomorrow. We'll hear all about the trip to New York and, of course, the big victory over the Owls last night, the 11th-ranked Florida Atlantic Owls. Illinois, of course, the 20th-ranked team in the country. They've got a game now against another top-20 team, and that is a true road game at Knoxville this Saturday. Kyle, noon? 11, 11 a.m. Oh, 11 a.m., okay. CBS. Okay, so an early early start CBS for Illinois. So this is an Illini team that, what is today, Wednesday? Yep. Flew back today, I assume, to Champaign. We'll probably take the day, I would assume, maybe then practice tomorrow and Friday and then get to Knoxville, I would assume, Friday night. I mean, that's a, that's a long drive. It's an eight-hour drive. I don't know if they're I – I doubt they're busing. No. So – uh, I assume they'll get there Friday night, and then that's a lot of movement, but these kids are young, and they can handle it, and that's what they do, right? So it'll be a great, great test at And you got to go get beat up by Tennessee for 40 minutes. <laughs> it's not easy. No. Hey, guys, get up. Breakfast time before you go get <laughs> just beat up by a physical Tennessee team. I, I tell you what, though, I don't know that I'd want to play right. against an no, Illinois absolutely. team. Because I think Illinois is going to beat you up a little bit as well. All right, we got some sound as we await Luke Goody to call in. Uh, we're efforting that, hoping to hear from Luke. Here's the scoop. When, when we have kids like Altmeyer and Goody on, there's a lot of different things going on in terms of they could be, you know, getting trainers or you know, there's just a lot of different things. They could be watching, you know, game film. I remember Luke Altmeyer got delayed one time because they had, they were, they were watching extra game film with the quarterback room. So there's little things that can happen to that. So we're going to just all be patient and hopefully hear from Luke Goody here soon on that. But one thing we wanted to catch up on was Brad Underwood after this game last night against Florida Atlantic with Illinois getting a big win. And, and we talked about it, how this will be one of those wins down the road come March that really stand out. Because, Jason, I don't, I don't think this Florida Atlantic team's going anywhere. It's not like they're all of a sudden going to be 40th in the net by the time this season's done. I mean, let's be honest, they're going to just go on and, I think, play great basketball the rest of the year. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a great team. They're good. I mean, they're really good. And I did not realize that 14 out of 15 guys from last year's team came back. Was that what it was? So I did not realize that until wow. Jay Billis said it during the game last night. And be, but they're, I mean, they have everything. I mean, they, yeah. have, they have toughness. You know, they, they can score the basketball. They're strong. They have size. I mean, they're just a gritty team, man. They, they can get up and go. So Boca Raton, Florida. Yeah, I think I'd sign myself up to coach I that would, team. too. I think I'd be fine going down and living in Boca, although you better have some cash to live down in Boca because that is a uh, pretty expensive place to live for sure. Keep making Final Four runs and the paychecks get I, bigger. I think they will. There's no doubt about it. But the good news is Illinois does get it done. What was it? 98-89, the final. That's crazy. 98-89. Brad Underwood. Chatted after this game, obviously a happy Brad Underwood. Well, that's our saying, everyday guys, and I put it on the board. Um, you know, I, I put a quote on the board every, before every game, know the thrill of an all-out effort. And um, uh, we want you to be tired after a game. We want you to not leave anything on the, on the, on the court. There were a lot of runs. I think we had a 14-0 run, um, you know, kind of separate there. 
Um, but, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's a 40 minute game. It's not anything short of that. You've got to stay in tune with what you do. You've got to make defensive stops. We couldn't, uh, uh, it felt like we kept fouling them and putting them on the line, you know, and that's how they were, I mean, that's how they were scoring. But, um, you know, we, 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 we held up and got a couple stops down the stretch and that was important. We had a pretty good game, uh, very similar team in Marquette, uh, at home who plays very fast and is elite in transition. And, and, uh, we had to, we had to stop that. Uh, this team gets going in transition, making threes and they can, they can, you know, score a hundred pretty easy. Uh, the game still was a lot of possessions, but uh, uh, I thought making them face us in the half court uh, could take its toll over the course of time, and 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 hopefully we could we could fatigue them out with our size and our physicality. All right, that's Brad Underwood after a big win again, ninety eight, eighty nine. The Illini get it done in a non conference game at Madison Square Garden, and what a thrill it would be to play at Madison Square Garden. And I believe right now on the phone line, we're going to go to the Tapman's Towing phone line and welcome in Luke Goody, our guy. Luke, what's up, my friend? What's up, guys? Hey, sorry for being a couple minutes late. Uh, I'm doing recovery right now, and we just got a couple new machines in the recovery room, and I was trying one out, actually, right? And uh, the pressure thing didn't work, and the fan didn't work, so... uh, (laughs) We had to quit that, so I didn't overheat in our uh, hyperbaric chamber. So that's why I'm a couple minutes late. Isn't so that I'm good now? Well, well, don't don't, let's don't let it happen again, Luke. Uh, there, that's that's the strongest the dad voice as I could do. Let's don't let it happen again, Mister Goody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did that scare you at all? I'm good now, though. Don't worry. <laughs> That's funny. That's taking us right into something right there. That's that's really good radio to hear exactly what's going on there. Uh, I want to tell you real quick, the Luke Goody Show on the drive with Tay and Piper. It's brought to you by Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. First Federal Savings Bank, local and trusted. Crossroads Contractor Supply, the right tools when you need it. Brian Hansen, State Farm Insurance. Visit brianismyguy.com. And by Max Twin City Recycling. And by Carpenters Local 243. Got a lot of sponsors because they love hearing Luke Goody. Luke, what the heck, man? 98 points. Great win last night for you guys. Huge, huge. There's a, a really big win. Florida Atlantic, you know, you kinda you kinda hear about that and think last year was kind of a Cinderella run, but you play them, you're like, that team's pretty legit. So they got some players. It was uh it was a huge win to get um last night, and uh I'm glad that we were able to beat them. Did you ever think this team would throw up 98 points, especially against a top 20 team in the country? Yeah, you know what? I think I've known our offense was capable, and I know Marcus and TJ can score like that. So when it happened, I wasn't too surprised. But to happen against a team like that, I think it says a lot about us, and it was pretty impressive. All right, I got to ask about Marcus Damask. And I, I know my buddy Jason Thompson is filling in today on the radio as uh, Derek Piper was out with you guys in New York, and Pipes will be back tomorrow to hear his thoughts on this game. So Jason Thompson will be asking you a couple of questions here, Luke, as we go along. But early on, he was like, I loved how good he was like the biggest cheerleader for Damask and making sure that that was rolling. I know you're going to say you knew he could do that, but 33 points – that's a career high for Marcus Damask in a huge setting in the biggest stage, basically. What he was able to do, Luke, did you guys ever catch yourself just sitting there staring? <laughs> yeah, I mean, super. it was easy for me. I just had to watch. You know, one of the things in our scouting report was 
you know, we know that they're not going to help off on me. You know, the first five seconds that I got in, they made a mistake and helped off me, and I got a, I was able to hit a shot. So after that, you know, they, they couldn't leave me. So it really made it easy for Marcus to get downhill. You know, I was able to go set a screen, get certain matchups, and when guys can't help and you have an ability to score like Marcus, it's, it's easy. So you can get downhill, get to your spots, do what you do, and uh, he was able to take advantage of that. So having that space, you know, Coleman out as a five, he, people people can't help off too much off of him. And, you know, having Terrence out there and Justin and guys that can shoot the ball, it opens up the floor so much for other guys, you know, Marcus and TJ to be able to score in the paint and be effective in doing that. You guys in college are all skilled athletes that can get your points. But when you look at the efficiency of which Damask and Shannon got their points last night, that's amazing how efficient they were on that offensive end. Yeah, it was. I mean, Marcus was, what, 15 for 20 or something like that? So anytime you have a night like that, I think that's 75%, right? I'm doing my math, right? Right. Uh, he's, uh, it's a very efficient night. So when you're able to score like that, and it translates well on the scoreboard, you know, having 98 points against a, whatever they were, top 15 defense in the country, is uh, it's hard to do. It's not easy to do, especially on a neutral court in the NBA arena. You know, it's a little different than – the college arena just in terms of spacing and the balls that we were using. There's so many different factors, but for them to do that uh, in the circumstances against the team that we were playing is about as as impressive as it gets. Luke Goody joining us on the Tapman Stowing phone line. My buddy Jason Thompson's going to jump in in a minute. I've got one more from me at this point. Uh, this kind of a win, what does that do for you guys in terms of confidence? I mean, this is a team that you, you basically led wire to wire against – a really good Florida Atlantic team. You know where they went last year. What does this, not that you guys needed confidence, especially after what you did against Rutgers, wow, but what does a win like that do for this squad? Yeah, it's huge. It proves that we can play against anybody and play anywhere is like the biggest thing. So going into this three-game road stretch, it, it was really important. Um, you know, the preparation we had the week before, I don't know if TJ touched on it in the interview. I think he did a little bit, but um, – to be honest, it was probably one of the toughest weeks I've had practice-wise or that we've had practice-wise as a team since I've been here at school. I mean, the stuff that we were doing was just preparing us for those road tests, and I think we were prepared the right way. So to be able to go out and uh, get a couple wins so far and then have that confidence going into the next game against one of the better teams in the country in Tennessee, I think is going to be huge for us uh, in order for that game, getting us prepared for that. We talked earlier today about how great this uh, non-conference schedule has been and just preparing you guys for March. Talk about like going from last night in an NBA arena in mm. New York City to then going to a 20,000-plus stadium that's going to be just absolutely rocking come Saturday morning. Tell us how that will kind of help you guys come, uh, hopefully for a nice run come March. Yeah, it gets a lot of the guys prepared that haven't played in situations like that before. You know, lucky for myself, I've been in March Madness before. I played in front of 20,000-plus people in big arenas. And uh, guys like Terrence and, and Coleman, guys that have been in the Illinois program and high major programs like Quincy. But, you know, guys like Marcus, who come from SIU, haven't played in the tournament. They go play in games where there's, you know, 3,000, 4,000 people at the gym. And the freshmen, Draven Amani and stuff like that, it's, it's almost a shock. It's a culture shock. Justin, too, you know, coming from a Juco and playing at Utah Valley, they, don't, they haven't really experienced these these big gyms, these hmm. huge crowds, you know what I'm saying? So yep. to be able to play in situations like that, and Justin, you know, I think he was one of the X factors of the game. You look at Marcus and Terrence and see the 33 points, and, yeah, they were a huge part in the win. But, you know, Justin, 10 points off the bench is huge. When you can get production like that, 2 or 2 from 3, when you get production like that from a guy 
that hasn't played in those situations in those big arenas, it's a testament to him as a player and us as a team when we've got guys that can come in and produce that haven't been in situations like that. So now that we have that comfortability to go and play in front of a road crowd with road referees and 20,000 people chanting, chanting, you know, cuss words and cussing you out and talking <laughs> talking crazy, um, I think it's huge. And you really touched on uh... – you know, we, uh, different guys stepping up and, and, and having huge nights and, and, and that being a different night. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think right now you guys are playing so well together as a team? And, and why do you feel like right now you guys are you don't really care? It seems like who, who the guy is, who has the points. But what has changed internally to, to look this way? Yeah, I think it's just the idea that we're playing for each other. You know, uh, I think we, we've gotten caught up. Sometimes guys have gotten caught up in the past with kind of playing for themselves, playing for their own stats. But we have a greater purpose this year, and it's not very uh, – there's there's no personal agendas. It's more team agenda. And that's the biggest difference. You know, I think we got a lot of guys out there that, you know, one game Marcus is going to have 30, and the next game he's going to have two points. And you're going to see that. And one game Justin's not going to score and play yep. five minutes off the bench, and the next game he's going to come in and have 10 in Madison Square Garden against a top-10 team in the country. So that's just how this team's built, man. You know, Terrence is consistent. Um, consistently scoring what he does, but everybody else, you know, it's, it's the confidence that you have. It could be your night to step up, and you got to be prepared for that, mentally prepared for that. And I think that that's one of the biggest things. You know, everybody's ready to go on every single night. And you know, Draven the first game had a great game. And, yeah. You know, since then has, has hit a few, uh, you know, speed bumps growing up, and that just happens as a freshman. But he's everybody knows he's capable of stepping up and having 20 points on any given night. So that's just kind of how our team's built. You know, whoever's got the hot hand has got the hot hand, and we'll keep going to them until, until they don't anymore. And, and it really shows. It really does, and it's really impressive. Uh, so, obviously, guys, keep that up. Keep the you know leadership going. Keep supporting each other. We talked about in the first hour, that's the hardest team to beat, right? The team that believes in each other, the team that shares sure. the ball, team that you know helps each other out, on, you know, helps side defense, rebounding together, getting on the floor together. That's a team you don't want to face, right? And that's that's been the struggle the last couple of years is maybe not being all together all the way through, and also not maybe being there come March, right? And so uh, this team appears to be built for for a run. You guys are really fun to watch, and uh, just keep up the great work. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. I love it, Luke. Take me into the huddle last night, if you don't mind. You don't have to say everything that was said, but when Marcus yeah. Damask is doing what he's doing. I mean, is it just simply just clear out, give Marcus the ball, let it keep going, or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it was. The way that they were guarding him, for some reason, they were picking him up full court the whole way, like, yeah. acting like he couldn't dribble the ball. So, in the huddle, we're like, give the ball to Marcus or TJ, and Luke, go set a screen. We want the big. So, Coleman's guy, Colden was guarding Coleman. So, that's a rim protector. We wanted him away from the rim. So, Coleman would usually stand in the corner of the slot or the uh, the the corners to get the big guy kind of pulled out of the paint. Because sure. he can't help because Coleman can shoot the ball. You know, he's a capable shooter. So we said, give Marcus or teach the ball. I'll go set a screen to get the mismatch and uh, potentially get a shot. If not, I'll space so they can't help off of me. So then you got a free lane. And that's really what it was. So yep. all game, we had confidence in those guys to handle the ball and take care of it. And, uh, you know, there really wasn't much play calling going into it. It was just, <laughs> Terrence, Marcus, you guys have, you know, worked, worked your butts off to get here. And now you got to go do your thing. I got and it's funny how like with Shannon we're just kind of like ho hum he scored thirty three you know <laughs> you're just like oh wait yeah, exactly. oh wait he scored thirty three I mean Luke he's playing at an all American level no doubt a hundred percent yeah he's he, it's he should be an all American a, 
a lottery pick this year. I mean, what he's proven on the court so far this year, shooting 40% from three, uh, being a great defender. He's guarding the best guy yes. in the game, and he's turned into a great decision maker as well. You know, there's a lot of plays this year that even even to me, you know, I'm space most of the time, so he's made some plays to me this year that he wouldn't even think about last year, and that's, that's the growth in his game, in my opinion. I want to go back to the Rutgers game. There were some times in the second half, I think you guys were, like, sarcastically just having fun out there. Like, you and Shannon and Coleman, and you guys were making 18 different passes, and I'm like, oh, goody for, nope, 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 Shannon for, nope, he's going to, what's going on? And then it would always lead, and I said into the, or out of that on Monday, I said, you guys were making that hockey pass you know that extra pass that sometimes in hockey obviously gets you an assist sometimes it's not noticed as much in basketball but was that just fun against Rutgers especially that second half you guys were just playing off each other and just letting each 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 of you guys just ended up with uh, straightaway threes and knocking them down that was fun to watch yeah, when you've got trust in your teammates and belief in your teammates, it's, it makes it pretty easy. When you can uh, turn down the shot and pass it to your teammate and know they're going to hit it, it's nice. So, you know, when we get things going and have fun with it and guys are on the bench smiling and cheering, you know, got the bench into the game, it makes it, it makes the game very easy. So, you got guys that are unselfish and make the extra pass. There was a, a possession in the game. It, you know, Terrence drove the ball, passed it to Marcus. Marcus drove it, passed it to me. <laughs> I drove it, kicked it out to Terrence for three balls. You know, it was on social media, but, I mean, events like that make it fun to play basketball, especially, uh, you know, on the road when yeah. when when you can go to a place like Rutgers and they start cheering at the beginning of the game and that before the game ends, the uh, student section is empty. So that's, uh, that's a pretty cool feeling. <laughs> that's got to be one of the best feelings. couple more oh, minutes. Yeah. Yep. couple more minutes with Luke Goody. I want to look ahead now to Tennessee. I know you guys probably haven't had a lot of time to scout the volunteers, but we know they're a top 20 team. You know, it's going to be physical. This is a team that for the last two or three years has gotten to March, done some good things. What are you expecting there in a game? And and how much different do you think this game Saturday will be than the way the style was in the game last night? Yeah, to be honest, I haven't watched much Tennessee film yet. Um, you know, I got back today and haven't had finals all day. So that's not Ooh. fun. It's a part of being a student athlete. Yeah. It was the last day of class today, so I haven't really watched much film. And uh, but I think it's going to definitely be a different game. You know, they got some great players. They've you know lost lost a couple close games to good teams already, so they're going to be ready to go, man. They they see us as a opportunity to get another quad sure. one win. I think it's going to be uh, one of those games that you, you know there's not much scouting to do. It's more just who has the uh, who has the will to win. So I'm excited to play them. You know, dive into their film and stuff, and I'll be watching a bunch of that uh, in the next coming days and doing all the scout stuff, but. Uh, for right now, you know, I think it's just focusing on uh, the team getting getting healthy and getting rested up um, for the week of practice. You brought up a great point about finals. Uh, you know, a lot of fans just just look at things as you know these guys are <laughs> right. basketball players, right? They forget about everything a that goes into preparing for a game and also everything that comes out of being a student athlete. Can you just kind of walk a, a typical fan through the last twenty four forty eight oh hours of, of your life as a, as a student athlete, U of I? Yeah, yeah, so I can do that. This is uh, You guys will find this pretty uh, interesting, actually. So we got we played Rutgers, what was that, Saturday? Yep. So we had Sunday and Monday. Those were our prep days, right? So we wake up in the morning at, like, 8 o'clock, have breakfast. And then after breakfast, we went and worked out. We had a practice, two-and-a-half-hour practice. Then we did recovery. And then we had a three-hour study session. And so I had, in the two days that I was in New York, in between the two games, I had to write two essays, do two projects. Oh, and a bunch of assignments while studying for our finals this week. So I did about six hours of schoolwork in two days. 
um, on the non-game days. Got back at 2.30 in the morning yesterday. Woke up this morning at 10. Uh, did homework before one of my classes this morning. Took two finals and then just had a final uh, class project that I had to finish up. And now I'm uh, doing my recovery. So I've been going, not been in my apartment since about 9.30, 10 a.m. this morning. Unbel- That's it? <laughs> yeah exactly yeah funny guy and now i'm talking to you yeah i was gonna say the last thing you wanted to do is come on this radio show it's like what the heck i my last question that was a great question jason a great answer luke my last question was were you able to have any fun in new york were you able to get out see some of the sites the christmas etc there in new york oh yeah we had our fun for sure yeah we we got to walk around and some of the guys went shopping and my family was out there which was nice oh, so i got cool. to spend some time with them and my cousins came out so it was nice to see all those guys. Uh, we walked around, and I did some Christmas shopping for the siblings. But, um, you know, didn't have much, as much time as I'd like. Uh, but it was pretty cool. It was nice. It looked like about 7.30 last night. A lot of guys were having a lot of fun to me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, that, that locker room, room was electric after that, the game. Sure. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. As long as it wasn't Cousin Eddie that was coming to visit out in uh, New York, you know, a little Christmas vacation. You probably haven't even seen that, Luke. Christmas vacation? Come on now. I'm not that young. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Ryan on the U of I Illini text line just said, holy busy. Thanks for all you do, Luke. I know a lot of Illini fans feel the same way and think the same way. So, hey, buddy, congratulations on a great win. Good luck Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week. And, uh, yeah, congrats on just doing what you're doing and keeping your head above water and just, you know, representing the University of Illinois like all you guys do. It's, it's an honor to talk to you, buddy. Thanks, Luke. Yes, sir. I appreciate the time. All right. My man, Luke Goody, just getting it done. That was a great question. I was actually going to ask the question of, did you have any fun? That was a great follow-up you had with just explain the last 24 to 48 hours. That's crazy. Well, I, you know, having been around the, like the Finky family, yes. and, you know, some, some local guys that, you know, were at the Division One level and seeing their, their uh, in just their week uh, itinerary during like Big Ten play. And seeing like other teams, like when they would come in, maybe to scout somebody or, or recruit somebody, and just talking to those guys. I mean, their itineraries are, are through the roof. It's incredible, and and people completely forget about it. And like for example, like uh, a lift day. Yeah. So let's say Michigan State's coming to play at a Thursday night game at, at Champaign, right? Uh, if Thursday is their lift day, they come here and lift like two o'clock in the afternoon before their oh eight Michigan o'clock. State does yeah so yeah. so they're like their lift day doesn't change so it's not like hey we're going on the road we're gonna skip lifting today <laughs> like it's we like, do <laughs> it's like yeah it's like hey we're gonna go to Champaign and we're gonna use their facilities and wow. we're gonna get our two thirty lift in just like we would if we're in East, East Lansing and so I think people like honestly forget especially now it's it's even harder to realize because you know so much talk about nil and so sure. much talk about you know jealousy of what these kids have that maybe the previous players didn't and of course what we never had right right and so i think they just forget like still how much dang work they got to put in yeah. to, to get it now the nil and all that stuff's just extra reward right that's just icing on the cake uh and so uh, it's, it's pretty impressive what these guys actually put their bodies through and how many hours they dedicate to things in a you know 24-hour period it's amazing I, i've always thought about that too jason in the sense that when I was in college, for instance, to bring this just because I know myself better. Your anybody. itinerary was nothing like theirs. <laughs> back in the, I was back in the apartment by 3 a.m., yeah. uh, you know, up for that radio show at 5. But, you know, I, like there were probably three years at SIU where I was up at least three days a week by 5 a.m. because I was doing early morning radio, you know, to try to train myself or doing out at 10 o'clock at night at a, at a Pinckneyville, Illinois 
you know, city council meeting because I had to cover that beat for WSIL TV. And so it's amazing how, like, I did all that and then I still had my fun, right? I still had my time to go explore the Shawnee National Forest, to go explore the bars in Carbondale, to go to the rec center and hang out with buddies. But then I would see my friends who were athletes and I'm like, how in the world do you do everything I'm doing plus everything you're doing with your sport? And I'm talking like I had a a friend of mine. She was a swimmer and they were up. She was up at 4 a.m. five days a week to go to the rec center and swim uh, for, for practice. And can you imagine in college, like all of a sudden you're like, Hey, by the way, Jason, I need you up at 4 a.m. this, this coming week. And it's like, what? I don't want to get up at 4 a.m. But just amazing, even like the golfers and, and, you know, not to mention Scott Gabbard, who was the starting quarterback at SIU and all the stuff they had to do. And Rick Shipley, a buddy of mine, and Matt Wynn that played basketball at Southern and Marcus Timmons and Chris Carr and Paul Lusk and these guys that you're just, you're just watching their schedule and understanding that they're in Drake on Thursday, home real quick for Friday to take three tests and then back in Northern Iowa on Saturday or at Bradley Saturday. And you just, there were times where I would pause and step back and be like, guys, I appreciate how much you guys put in to this because it was very impressive. Well, and, and if you look at it now, even versus, you know, all the names you just said, sure. now they have so many more, like, like you said, recovery and, oh, yeah. and, and, and uh, physical therapy and all the stuff that they just didn't even do back then, right? It's like, yep. throw some ice on it, you know? <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna throw some heat on, come in, sit in the whirlpool. I mean, now it's like very specific and there's tons of doctors and trainers on every staff at every level. It's crazy. But you look at like football and all the breakdowns they have from, oh. from being on a special teams to being on a, you know, a linebacker meeting and then going with your defensive meeting and then going with your practice and then coming in with your strength coach and then, you know, having a breakdown with a, a special guy because he's got to, you know, work on flexibility. I mean, it is absolutely insane. But that's why you see a lot of people that, that don't make it, right? Yep. They, they just yep. they end up, you know, not continuing to play at the highest level you can because they just end up going somewhere else where it's a, they'll drop down a level. Amen. And just play the game they love and just get their degree and call it great. Just have some fun. I know somebody, I think it was Big Def earlier, said, I want to thank Coach Fletch for all his work with the mask. He said they slimmed him down and upped his quickness and explosiveness to increase his potential for high major success. So that kind of tends to it with what's going on there. You think for uh, maybe like the holidays, he could be our strength conditioning coach? Oh, I've said this a hundred times. Yeah, just you like know. If, if, if I promise. Let's see how Fletch. good he is. Let's see how good right. he really is. How let, good's Fletch? <laughs> Put your money to the. Yeah, let's see what you got. Here's to. Uh, <laughs> here's Thompson and Tay. Good luck. TNT. <laughs> you know what? Like, if, if, if I went into Fletch and looked him in the eye and said, all right, I promise you for the next month, no sugar, no candy, which would be the hardest of the next three, I'm going to tell you, no pop. And no alcohol for a month. First of all, if I just did those three things, I'd probably drop 10 pounds anyway. You guys would be like, where's Tay? We haven't seen him in a while. But if I told him that, it would be amazing what Fletch could do with us. January 1st, January 31st. (laughs) Let's go, Fletch. (laughs) Let's see if he's gutsy enough to try it. Try to take on. 2024. (laughs) Thompson and Tay. All right, Tosk, you can join us as well. We'll put some muscle on Kyle. He doesn't need to lose any weight. Well, we no, got- I do. I, I, no, I don't need to lose no, weight. I no. need to put muscle put on. Put muscle, yeah. So, Thompson, Tay, and Tosk, the three T's. <laughs> Kyle, are you in? I'm down, yeah. Let's go, Let's go. baby. 
Fletch will be like, he'll be texting us going, that's fine. I want you here at 2.30 a.m. every day. And you'll be like, what? What time's Tumble End closed? <laughs> what time's P is closed? <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. Kyle's telling me we need to take a couple. We've got some more from Brad Underwood. We'll talk, we'll hear from that. Touch on that as we as well when we come back. If you want to weigh in, 359-2255. Great to have Luke Goody on. And again, the Luke Goody Show on the drive with Tay and Piper. And it's brought to you by Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. We've got all this cold coming up. Make sure you get a hold of Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing and make sure your heater is ready for this cold weather that we know is coming. First Federal Savings Bank, local and trusted. I love the local part. That is something you definitely want to do is use local. Crossroads Contractor Supply, the right tools when you need it. There's probably tools there that I have no idea what they are, but Crossroads Contractors will help anybody out there that is a lot smarter than me with that kind of stuff. Brian Hansen at State Farm Insurance. I might know some of what Brian knows. Visit brianismyguy.com. I love that email. It's one of the best. Visit brianismyguy.com. Brian Hansen, he's a great supporter of Illinois Athletics. Carpenters Local 243, you know they're getting it done. It's everything that you don't see and behind the scenes, getting it done by all our local Carpenters Local 243. And by Max Twin City Recycling, they have made a living off Jason Thompson and I and weekends, that is for sure. All right, Kyle, it's time for a break. It is the drive. I've got to clean out this garage. Let's see. What's the cheapest and easiest dumpster service in our area? Here's what I found. The doggy bag. Hmm, think she's broken. I'm not looking for takeout. Siri, try again. The doggy bag from Bulldog Disposal in Muhammad. Doggy bag? What's that? If you got junk that needs to go, but you don't want the hassle of having an enormous dumpster delivered, grab a doggy bag, keep it as long as you need. They'll come take it away. For more information, just visit BulldoggyBag.com. That's BulldoggyBag.com. As we approach the end of the year, you might want to think about some great tax-deductible donations, like with the Urbana Parks Foundation, or making a donation to the Youth Scholarship Fund to help cover the costs of kids attending summer camps. Your donation can help more kids attend summer camps next year. Mail your check to 303 West University Avenue in Urbana. Call Kelsey for details at 217-367-1536 or visit urbanaparksfoundation.com. Org. Jeremiah 2911 states, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. What a comfort we have in this passage, as the Lord is telling Jeremiah, I care for you and will take care of you. If you are in despair and think you have no hope, pray to the Lord for guidance. See how your life can be changed in the lives of those around you. This message brought to you by the Blossom Basket Florist. Like every bank, there's a time every day when we stop making loans. But at Iroquois Federal, we never stop making a difference. Thanks to an amazing team of employees who give back to their local communities all over central Illinois. From hospital boards and local school programs to Kiwanis and the United Way, Iroquois Federal employees donated more than 1,000 volunteer hours last year. And we'll do it again next year because the only thing we like more than making a loan is making a difference. Iroquois Federal, still friendly, still local, still here. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Are you one of those guys out there tinting windows day in and day out, all different shades of black and ready to put a little color in your life? Come work for us. At Aftershock, we're looking for a guy with 
experience in rapping, whether it be window tinting, vinyl wrapping, anything of that sort, or somebody with just ambition that wants to show up to work and be proud of what they do. You know those raps with Troy Lands on the back waving at you? That's our work. Call us, 833-DECAL-IT, or email office at aftershockdd.com. We want you. Short-term market fluctuations can be unnerving for everyone. A proven way to tune out the noise and focus on long-term investment goals is to adhere to a well-constructed investment plan. This is Starla Carr with Provident Financial Group. If you don't have a plan in place, we can help create one designed specifically for you. Call us today for a complimentary consultation at 217-366-3456 or find us online at providentfinancialgroupllc.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. PDR Automotive has now been serving the Champaign-Urbana area for over 50 years. To give you some perspective, 50 years ago ended the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War, and it was when Secretariat won the Triple Crown. So what does that mean for you and your vehicle? Whether you need a carburetor overhauled or your new vehicle computer system diagnosed or programmed, PDR Automotive has experienced knowledgeable staff that can handle all your automotive needs online at pdrauto.com they are what's best for your truck or car they are pdr you moved into your new home using two men in a truck the garage was clean then i love the new recliner what are we going to do with this old one put it in the garage for now over time this cycle continued put it in the garage for now put it in the garage for now put it in the garage for now (laughs) it happens you got junk call two men in a truck to get rid of all your junk residential or commercial two men in a truck has a solution for your junk removal contact them at twomenchampagne.com two men in a truck When you're buying a battery, it's important to look beyond just the price and make sure you're buying a quality battery. So when you're buying one from the big box store, make sure you ask the question, what's the date on this battery? Is it dependable? Sometimes the big box stores have batteries that have been sitting on the shelf for years. Or you can just come to Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable, and buy your battery from the people who only do batteries. Interstate Batteries at 2504 North Madison Champaign, way out there, but totally worth the drive. How much is dependable worth to you? Interstate Batteries, open six days a week. Drive ESPN Radio 93.5. Happy Wednesday to everyone. The drive with Tay and Piper. No pipes today. He'll be in tomorrow. Excited to get him in here and get his thoughts on Illinois basketball. Can't wait after a dominating performance against Rutgers. And then really you could say a dominating performance last night as well, scoring 98 points in a victory over 11th ranked FAU. Kyle, I'll start with you real quick. If you beat Tennessee... Is Illinois a top 10 team? I think there's no question at I mean, this point. I, at that point, you'd go and you'd beat uh, a team from the Final Four last year, a team that 
the metrics love and that was ranked top 11. You go on the road to a team that was pretty much consensus top 10 coming into the season, a place that they don't lose very often. Right. Your only loss would be to a really, really good Marquette team who's probably going to compete for a national championship. I think you absolutely would be pushing the top 10 at that point and maybe the discussions would begin is Purdue unbeatable in the big 10 or do we got another running mate? I don't know. Let's ask that to you and Jason Thompson, who's here today with us. Appreciate the Ford County version of Jason Thompson coming in. Um, Can we get, do we beat Purdue? I mean, come on. I don't mean just beat Purdue one-on-one. I mean, for the big 10 title. I think that's still going to be tough. That's a stretch. I mean, I've watched a lot of Purdue this year. They're, they're an absolute load. And let's face it, their, their home court environment is awesome. Mm. I mean, it is a great – if you've never been, I highly recommend it. It is a loud environment. Their fans are great. They show out. It's a tough place to win. Granted, everywhere in the Big Ten is a tough place to win on the road. But, man, Purdue, they're still the they're – still the, they're still the upper echelon of the yeah, Big Ten. Yeah, there's no doubt. I just clicked on ESPN real quick. I haven't looked at it all day, and it, I see this. Rutgers men's basketball lands point guard Dylan Harper. He's the number two recruit in the class of 24. Out of uh, Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey, he chose Peichel's program over a final list that included Duke, Kansas, Indiana, and Auburn. Good. Yeah, and they've Good. really – I mean, that was kind of the deal. And uh, he was going to go to Rutgers, and then everybody got kind of cold feet when he didn't sign and and uh, got a little nervous. But it is awesome to have top five guys sign the Big Ten. That is cool, too. And and yeah. to not go to the – Blue blood. Yeah, the blue blood stuff. Um, Michael's and, got two of them next year. He's also got Ace Bailey, who's oh, number right. three in the class. So they've got two of the top three prospects in next year's class coming in. Wow. Do we only play Rutgers once next year? Let's <laughs> – <laughs> At home, hopefully. Yeah, be great. <laughs> uh, I, Harper's the younger brother of former Rutgers star Ron Harper Jr. The other thing I saw on ESPN, I was Caitlin Clark closing in on 3,000-point milestone. So Jason, three – I mean, like, when we play high school basketball, like, if you get to 1,000, you've, you've, you've done some stuff. It's a huge milestone. 3,000. Is that, is that tonight? They were talking about it last night. Heading on, into uh, the, let's see, she needs 22 points to become the 15th player in NCAA era to reach 3,000 points. Yeah, they were talking about it last night during the Illinois game. Uh, oh, they game. did? Yeah. I guess I, uh, that must have been when I had left for, the, uh, for Andrew's game. It's, but. Hard, it's hard to hear on, at Buffalo Wild when some people are yelling <laughs> and screaming, right? But, hey, we're uh, at the exit 210 Saloon. Okay, all right. Great pizza. They make their own pizza there. Yeah, I've heard the food's yeah, great. It's good food. Yeah, I've heard that. Good food. Uh, the senior, let's see, Iowa travels to Iowa State on Wednesday. That's tonight. So, tonight on ESPN2 at 6 o'clock. Good, I'm going to watch that. It, they're unreal to watch, Oh, my gosh, I they're mean, fun. <clears throat> and Illinois women beat them last year right, here. Right, right. I mean, that was really before everything took off. If you remember last year, Illinois took Indiana, who at the time I think was ranked like fourth in the country. Shauna Green's squad took them in Bloomington to the wire. I think they maybe took them to overtime. And kind of put them on the radar a little of, whoa. And then all of a sudden they beat Iowa. But let's be honest, even me, who I feel like I'm, I have a pulse on sports, I didn't realize Iowa was going to be that good that Caitlin Clark and that crew would be that good to be playing for a national title. But when you look back and you see that victory for Illinois over Iowa, that incredible. What's sad is that Iowa doesn't come back here this year. Yeah, she's must-watch must, must, must watch oh. TV. I mean, if she's on, you got to turn it on. I would rather watch her probably than – I'm trying to think. 
Who would be my top three? Terrence Shannon would be in my top three. Caitlin Clark. And then, now the one girl for, who won the national title, LSU, LSU, right? She is not, there's something going on there. Yeah, she's not as been playing. Okay. So, coach's decision. But she's fun to watch as well. But Caitlin Clark, I mean, she takes shots. I mean, she's literally like watching Steph Curry play. It is. But, you know, at a smaller level in college. I mean, it's it's amazing. Her her range, uh, her, you know, ability to get a shot off, how quick her release is. I mean, it's it's fun. It's crazy. I wanted to bring up, and I'm going to do this while I'm doing it, who has scored 3,000 points in in, in NCAA. I, I would assume that's men and women. Maybe Kyle. Kyle, can you do it? You're better at this. Yeah, let Kyle do this. Um, I just think that's incredible. And to be able to watch somebody score 3,000 points, maybe that's happened before in my – Yeah. and I'm, Surely it has in my old Oh, yeah, you're old. Days. For sure it has. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, by the way, Lindy was like, you do, you two do not need to be working out with Fletch. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- talking about, you know, uh, uh, milestones, they were saying if Zach Eady finishes the, the Naismith Player of the Year again this year, yeah. he'd be like the first player – to go back to back in a handful of years, I think there's only been five, and it was wow. like it was like Ralph Sampson, yeah, like yeah, back the, the elite day. of the elites, right? I mean, so if he finishes like the national player of the year, talk about back to back and you know the first time in forever, and maybe only five ever in the history of basketball. I mean, that's unbelievable. And he could do a third. Oh, I mean, he is because so, he could come back next year. Oh, he he has been so dominating oh. this year; it's not even close. He's putting up numbers. Even a little bit better than Kofi, right? Oh, I mean, but Kofi put up some great numbers. His numbers are better, pretty significantly better, yeah. and that's just a testament. And to he's a great dominant, he's right? Been. And he's a great free throw shooter. Yes, I don't know about great, but I mean, he's good, yeah. right? And so Kofi left a lot of points on the board. There. He did, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I watched that uh, that Northwestern game. Uh, was it Friday night? Right. Oh my gosh, it was an unbelievable game. I missed it, and I'm so sick that I missed that. And I don't, I don't remember what I was doing, but. I didn't get a chance to watch it. All right, you have the top. You have the other 3,000-point scores pulled up, Kyle. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. You so, want me to do men's or women's? Or oh, they I got both. Oh, you got both? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, start – do like the top five women. Yeah. I mean, Cheryl Miller, would she be on that? My screen is frozen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that didn't work well, did it? Uh, maybe we could take a break and then do that. I got it. I got oh, it. you got it. You got it. Okay. All-time leader is Kelsey Plum. Played at Washington, 3,527. <laughs> wow. 3,500 points. All right, who's second? Kelsey Mitchell from Ohio State. I remember her. 3,402. Man. Jackie Styles from Missouri yeah. State, 3,393. Brittany Griner, Baylor, 3,283. Okay. Jackie Styles went on to a good coaching career. Still coaching, I believe. How about the men, Kyle? The men is obviously Pistol Pete still at the top. Ah, yeah. 3,667. And then you had Antoine Davis at Detroit Mercy. If you remember last year. Oh, that's right. They were in one of the postseason tournaments. I don't even think it was the NIT. Or or they were – they wanted to be in one of the postseason tournaments because he was three points short of uh, Pete Maravich's record. Yes. They didn't let him play. And, and they didn't get in. That's right. He fell three points short. Oh. So who? What, what else we got on the men's side? Freeman Williams, Portland State, is number three all-time. 3,249. Played in the 70s. Okay, I don't remember him. Chris Clemens from Campbell. 3,225. He played from 2015 to 2019. Wow, recent. 
Okay. Any Big Ten? Let's see. The first Big Ten guy. I don't even know if I see anyone. (laughs) Glenn Robinson. (laughs) No one in the top 12. That's what I have. You have Doug McDermott from Creighton. You remember him. Are they? They're retiring his jersey. I think so. In Omaha. So I love watching Creighton play. I think Coach McDermott's one of the best coaches in the country. I love watching Creighton play. Yeah. In fact, I made a little wager on them winning a natty. They're so much fun to watch. They are. And, and didn't they lose? They lost a couple of kids, right, to the portal? They did. And that's too bad because that team last year in the NCAA tournament, man, they were fun to watch. And so well coached. Oh, and they would knock shots down left and right. And it's while like, we're talking mm. about well-coached teams, I've watched a ton of UConn. Oh. I, I don't know that anybody has more every game plays, sets, drawn-up plays, movement on their basketball. They are so much – if you just love watching basketball, just watch That's UConn. the team. Yeah, because, I mean, it's all they do is everything they're, – they're never standing still. That's, Their guards I run so hard without the basketball. They're always either running – like cutting to the rim or running straight to the basketball at a dead sprint. Like they're mm. they're never they're never just standing there waiting for the ball. It's they're really really fun. And that's Bill Hurley, right? No, Dan, Dan, Danny. It was Bill the dad. The dad was the one that was the uh, prep school yeah, high school the, coach. The, the, yeah, I don't but, know why. Uh, Bob Senior, right? Oh, Bob. Okay, I don't know where I'm getting Billy. Uh, just, there's got to be Billy, a Billy, Hurley Billy and Bobby happy brothers. <laughs> Billy's the one that never amounted to anything, you know. Like that brother, it's like, oh, well, and then there's Billy. He's working down downtown, you know. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, Billy. He's the insurance agent down yeah. in uh, <laughs> Camargo. <laughs> Camargo. All right, Kyle, I want to play uh, another soundbite from Brad Underwood. Derek Piper, our own Derek Piper, asked Brad Underwood about Marcus Damask and the idea of when you recruited him. Did you think that a guy like Marcus Damask would ever do what he did last night? Yeah, we 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 knew his versatility, and we knew you know he's like he, like you just said he hasn't shot the ball great, and and he's a, he's a really good shooter, but uh, just a guy who can who can play multiple positions. Um, I felt really comfortable. Um, I had a player in the past, Thomas Walkup, who you know I'm not trying to compare those two, but uh, you know could play power forward or could play point guard, and um, you know Marcus's passing is what sold me. And um, you know he became uh, he became the one of the one of the can't miss guys, and and we knew he was capable of this, and and uh, what a show tonight! There you go, Brian Underwood. We also have one more on Underwood, and he's talking about Coleman Hawkins and the cool. fact that you know he's a guy that didn't put up the thirty three, but was still really important still down does the stretch. A lot. I want to ask Jason after the soundbite about Coleman because Jason's a big guy, probably played some big men basketball back in the day so I think he just does so many things that we don't and maybe we do appreciate maybe maybe I need to quit saying that maybe Illinois fans certainly do appreciate it based on some of the reactions I see about him during games I feel like they don't appreciate some people need to more well here's what Brad said yeah he's a senior he's been in a lot of these um you know we were running action to him you know with Vlad in uh with Marcus just a little high ball screen and popped him and, uh, you know, they don't do much tagging or, or rotating. They stay out of rotation. And, um, you know, Coleman steps up and makes a, makes, makes a big shot. And, um, you know, you got uh, uh, his, his value shows up more than in his numbers because, you know, we spaced him in the corner all night. Uh, that pulls a defender out there. 
Uh, he, you know, they, they cross-matched. We posted him. He scored. Unfortunately, he was in a little foul trouble, but um, he was he was tremendous tonight and did exactly what a senior should do is hit a big three and or a couple and then um, make his free throws. There you go. That is uh, Brad Underwood on Coleman Hawkins. So, Jason, when you watch what Coleman does and what – you know, obviously we want more out of him on the offensive end. And there's times where he can be frustrating. But, man, he gets things done on that defensive end especially. Well, I think Coleman's a really funny one, right? Because as a as a just a fan in your in your group chats, you know, with yep. your, with your buddies yep. from home, your everybody's from got college, a smash on him. <laughs> it's 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 like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and and granted, right? The the palms up, arguing everything, kind of gets a little bit tiring for certain people. I get that aspect of it, but then at the end of the game, you look at the plus minus chart, and you're like, holy crap, Coleman was huge in exactly. tonight's game. Exactly. Right? Coleman was plus ten, plus twenty, plus fifteen. What, what we forget is, is like, like Underwood just said, Coleman's been around the ring, man. I mean, what do you want? Do you want Coleman Hawkins that literally could do any night anything at the highest of high levels? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we thought at one time Coleman Hawkins might be a lottery pick, yep. right? I mean, he, he's probably not coming back, guys. He's probably going to the NBA. I mean, that was, that was a talk a year and a half ago. And so with was that late at night you had that? Well, I've had a lot of, lot of uh, Illinois basketball and football conversations. We must have been having a late-night conversation. <laughs> it's probably after a monster win where he just went absolutely off. It was the Nebraska game or whatever. Right. I'm like, like this, this is the night. But my point is he can, my point is he can absolutely stroke the basketball. Yes, he right? can. And so he hasn't had a great start to this year. But, nope. but like, like you said, you can't have that big dude just sitting down there. He's like, got to come, got to bring him out. I agree. Well, now we got where Damascus can get to the rim because – Coleman's pulling the big guy. Out, good call, right? Look, look good to explain that. Yeah. Then also, guess what? He's going to build. He's an elite passer. Yes. So I hate the fact. I, I really don't like him leading the break, but I love when the ball goes through his hands. Amen. Because now he's looking to find open guys, and once again, he's a seven foot six ten six eleven guy that can turn and face the rim. And then now, if he just starts hitting a few jump shots, yes. I mean, he, effort's there. Yeah. Ability's there, and he's making us a better basketball. Maybe team. Saturday is the day. For Coleman, we got it. You gonna play me out? There we go. Uh, 11 a.m. Right? Yep. What channel? CBS. Oh, national TV, baby. National TV in Knoxville, Rocky Top. Jason Thompson, thanks for coming in. My man, have, thanks for having me on. I love it. I know everybody around here loves it when you come in and visit with us. Derek Piper will be back tomorrow. We'll talk some more on Illinois. Kind of get. You Are ready. you gonna be back Tennessee. tomorrow? Because boy. Is it going to be a full week of Lante? If I show up tomorrow, then it's guaranteed to be a full week yeah, because Pipes, Pipes is, is out Friday. Uh, can I decide that tonight? <laughs> no, I'll be back. Lon's a game time decision for tomorrow. <laughs> no, I've gotten healthy finally, so I'm here. You got me here, I promise. Yeah, so. Kyle, that knee looks real healthy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so does that waistline, Tay. Good Lord. Speaking of that, it's time for dinner, isn't it? Let's go, Fletch. <laughs> Let's go. All right, we're, about, we're out of here. It is the drive. <laughs>
Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. The Illini win it! Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. Hi, I'm JT Barnhart, the president of OSF Heart of Mary Medical Center. Really want to promote our emergency room services at Heart of Mary. Uh, getting ready to do a campaign just to show the community what a great service that is. When you're in a health emergency and you need care, our team at Heart of Mary will take great care of you and we'll get you in and out. Our wait times are usually less than 10 minutes. Door to provider times have run under 15 minutes. And so you're going to see a physician in less than 20 minutes when you come to Heart of Mary ER. Think that a sensational service for the community. One other area I want to promote is that OSF Heart of Mary is in network with your health insurance provider. We take all insurances, everything that is in the community, all payers, our providers, our hospital, our ancillary departments, our new surgery center, and our urgent cares accept your insurance. And so if you're having trouble getting in with a provider, know that OSF can see you timely, quickly, and we take your plan. The hammering, the sawing, the drilling, all the sounds of the workplace from music to our ears. You can be a part of construction projects, large and small, as a Carpenters Local 243 member. Learn to excel with apprentice and journeyman training. Members enjoy all the benefits this internationally 